Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Jordan Goldberg. I am a staff writer for Forever Blue Shirts. I have here Colin Stevenson, a uh, Rangers reporter for Newsday. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Rangers' trade deadline strategy. Uh, how you doing, Colin? Oh, I'm doing all right, Jordan. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, so let's jump right into it, all right? So the trade deadline is just a couple days away now. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the Rangers' deadline strategy, you know, in terms of potentially trading guys like Kevin Hayes, Matt Zuccarello, Adam McQuaid, et cetera? Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the strategy per se would be. I mean, I, I think it's kind of like a, a, a no brainer, really. I mean, these are, those guys are unrestricted free agents this summer. So, you know, as, as the Islanders learn, you know, if you don't trade them before, you know, if you can't sign them to an extension and you don't trade them, then you run the risk of losing them for nothing, which the Rangers aren't in a position to do at this time. They're, they're trying to rebuild. They are trying to acquire assets, and therefore, uh, you know, they, they can't let these guys go for nothing. Now, um, yes, it's true. They could uh, certainly re-sign them uh, to extensions or sign them as free agents on July 1st, uh, but you have to figure that uh, they probably um, – they can't take that chance, right? So it, what, if, what if then you get to July 1st, and the guy wants too much money or he wants too many years and you don't want to pay that or you don't want to commit to that many years, and he signs with someone else. So, uh, you know, you can't, you can't take that chance. So you, you got to get what you can for him now. Then, theoretically, you know, if, if you trade him and uh, he wants to come back and you want him back, then you can negotiate with him again when he's a free agent in July. So it's not really so much of a strategy as sort of a, you know, this is just what you got to do. Right. So what do you then think of the likelihood of potentially, you know, bringing Matt Zuccarello back? I know a lot of people have talked about that possibility, maybe him coming back on a, a hometown discount kind of thing. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think he is the kind of player. I mean, he's been a loyal um, servant to the club for a long time. He's an absolute fan favorite. I mean, uh you know, he would have value. I mean, he's been great for me because of Banajad, obviously. So, mm-hmm. you know, he would have he would have significant value to the team if you could get him back on July 1st. The question would be, you know, he's 31 now. Um, the question would be, could you agree on a price and a term that would be that would work for for the team in in its rebuilding plan? And 
you know, you mentioned a hometown discount. If he wants to take a hometown discount, you know, then I'm sure the Rangers would be interested in that. But I, I don't know whether he would do that, and I don't know if they could afford to sign him if he doesn't do that. So, right. you know, I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible, but I wouldn't necessarily spend a whole lot of time thinking it might happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's interesting what happened with Kevin Hayes because a lot of people, uh, you know, could see that the Rangers and, and the Hayes camp were having trouble deciding on a value. Um, but, you know, this year he's he's almost outplayed himself out of a contract because he's going to make more money. Uh, and, you know, the Rangers were having enough trouble trying to agree on a contract last time. Uh, so, you know, I think a lot of people would like to see Hayes stick around, but I think it's become pretty clear that, uh, they're not going to want to give him quite as much money as he might be asking for. Well, I mean, you know, I, I looked, I haven't done it in a while, but I looked a while back, maybe at the beginning of the year, at to find some comparables. If you look at what J.T. Miller got from Tampa Bay, uh, that would seem to be, you know, somewhere in the ballpark. J.T. Miller got like five point something million per year, the number, the exact numbers, I don't remember, over five years. Now, Hayes probably would want a little bit more than that, maybe six per over five years or six per over six years. Um, And the question for Rangers management is, you know, this is a salary cap league. Um, What what kind of a player is he going to be in the last year of that contract? Is he going to be worth that kind of money in the last year of his contract? And how is that going to affect your flexibility as far as signing – you know, other, other players that you may want to sign. So, right. you know, I mean, it is, it is a, listen, I, I don't know what I would do. Um, I think I would be inclined if, if I were the general manager, I might be inclined to keep Kevin Hayes because I think he's a good player. He's a good player for the team. Um, but I could see the other way as well. Um, you know, he, you're going to need some veteran guys, you know, as you rebuild, you can't just keep swapping out 26 year old guys for, 20, 20 year old and twenty one year old prospects and eighteen right. year old draft picks. At some point, absolutely. You know, you need to you need to have some veteran guys on your team. And you know, I'm I might keep Kevin Hayes if I were GM, but I'm not. So and, and again, if, you know, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what Jeff Gordon's idea of a timeline might be. And, and you know, if he thinks this team's not going to be ready for two or three or four more years, then then maybe it does make sense to to move on from Hayes. Right. Okay. And so what do you think, uh, what, what kind of return do you think that Hayes and Zuccarello can get uh, from other teams? Because it seems like, you know, we've we've seen rumors back and forth for a couple of days now. It seems like there's uh, certain aspects that are holding deals up between uh, Jeff Gordon and these other GMs. Well, as we speak, you know, the, you know, the, the Duchesne trade, uh, uh, him going to Columbus, you know, kind of sets the market, I think, a little bit. Uh, you know, the, 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 the accepted sort of uh, notion for Hayes is, is you'd probably get a first-round pick, uh, and it would most definitely be coming from a team that was pretty good and therefore be drafted near the bottom of the first round. So it'd be like a bottom-end first-round pick and, and maybe uh, a prospect. So, like, uh, you know, a, a draft pick that was a first-round pick that was in the high 20s, let's say, and some 20-year-old guy that's either finishing up his junior hockey or playing in the minors, his first year in the minors or something like that, um, you know, and a decent level process, you know, somebody that, you know, projects to be in the league within a year or two. So, 
Um, I, I think that's what you would expect for Hayes. Uh, he is a 26-year-old guy after all. So, right. um, you know, he's a young guy. A team might want to resign him if he plays well for them. Lucarello is a little bit older, and so probably is not going to fetch a first-round pick. Probably more like a second-rounder uh, and maybe uh, a, a prospect, but not as, as uh, high-end a prospect, perhaps a, a little bit lower-end prospect. That's, that's kind of what we're expecting. Um, there's lots of prospects out there and, you know, we'll, we'll have to see who can afford, uh, these guys, you know, as we were just, the Rangers were just in Carolina. I know, uh, talking to people there, you know, the, the hurricanes who are desperately trying to get into the playoffs would, would dearly love to have someone like Kevin Hayes. They'd love to have him. Um, but you know, they can't take the chance of giving up their first round pick. What if they don't make the playoffs? You know what I mean? Right. So, right. um, so it depends on who can afford these guys. You know, you've heard names like Winnipeg and Boston and, and places like that. Um, and, uh, you know, and we'll see. And, we're, you know, we're, we're as we speak now, it's, you know, like 48 hours away from the trade. Right. Yeah, and I, I think there's, you know, it could be a good chance that Hayes ends up in uh, Nashville too, but it seems like um, they're having some differences over who to acquire there too. Um, I know Nashville's, seemingly kind of unwilling to uh, part with a couple of their top prospects. So I think it'll be interesting how uh, Jeff Gordon handles dealing with teams like Winnipeg and and Nashville out West. Um, But moving on. So if the Rangers do go ahead and complete these trades, uh, how does that affect the team for the remainder of the season then? Well, um, you know, I don't think they're going to win as many games as they have been. I think they'll, uh, you know, these guys, these two guys in particular are among their top four forwards, right? So mm-hmm. Zuccarello has been playing on the first line and has been really, he, he really started that line going. I mean, that line's been going well for for quite some time now. And Zuccarello was the one that really turned it around right. and started them going in the right direction. So, you know, if you take him off the team and off the, obviously off that line, you replace him with somebody who's not as good. You know, um, so therefore you can expect that line will not be producing as much. And obviously Kevin Hayes has been the second line center. He's been productive all season long. Um, and so if you, if you lose him, you know, who becomes your second line center? Now you're looking at people like Ryan Strom or maybe Leah Sanderson, or, you know, somebody like that. And so, you know, whoever it is, it's not going to be somebody nearly as good as, as Kevin Hayes has been. So, Right. You would think that they, they would seriously weaken their team. They're obviously not going to get back for either of those players a guy that's going to step in and replace them. You know, they're going to get back a guy who is not even going to be on the team probably or, or maybe he's going to be, a you know, a support player on the team. So, yeah, once Definitely. they go, yeah. this team's not going to be even as good as it is now. Right. And, you know, you mentioned Leah Sanderson. Uh, I, you know, I've seen some people – suggesting that maybe the Rangers should package him in a trade, uh, citing, you know, his, his recent struggles down in Hartford. Uh, what is your take on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think if uh, if they could package him in a trade, I think they would. You know, it depends on the return, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my take on it is Leas is going to be a nice, a nice player in the NHL. I, I don't know um, – I don't know what the top-end ceiling – for him would be, 
But I think he's a nice player. I think he can he can have value to a team. He can he can be a third line center, which is very valuable. You know, he can win faceoffs and kill penalties, and maybe play on the power play and 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 you know, play 15 Definitely. minutes a night and, and do things that help teams win. Um, right. Now people think that you know maybe as a seventh pick overall. Uh, he should do better than that. But, you know, as I like to tell people, he didn't draft himself. The Rangers drafted him. So he's going to be a good player. And, um, you know, but, that, you know, that said, if, if putting him into a deal can get them back a better return, then I'm sure they would do it. Right. And, you know, I, I, I like to say to all the people who, who make the point that he's a bust already that, you know, he's he's 20 years old. He hasn't played a full season in the NHL. Um, I think, you know, as you said, if they can get a good return for him in the package, that would be great. But I, I think it's, you know, very premature to say that he's not someone who would work out in the NHL. Um, so, you know, with all of these rumors and, and the trade talk going rampant, um, especially, you know, 48 hours till the deadline, uh, how would you describe the, the mood in the locker room lately? You know, the, the, the mood was, the mood was fine up until they got back from this road trip. I think they went on the road trip and I don't know if guys were thinking that this was a last hurrah or whatever. Obviously people were thinking about it, but the the guys themselves weren't really talking about it. Um, You know, you could, you could approach, you know, I I could approach Kevin Hayes and and McQuaid and talk to them about their situations. You know, they were cool with it. I mean, they would say standard stuff like, Hey, listen, I don't control it. I want, I want to stay, but it's not my decision. That kind of thing. Um, but, you know, then they came back, uh, on, you know, uh, Thursday night back from the road trip and it just, uh, it just went south, you know, I mean, there was, there was discussion before the game, you know, why are these guys playing, you know, what if they get hurt, maybe you want to sit them out. Um, and I think that that really kind of changed the mood. It made it real for these guys. So, whereas, you know, two weeks ago it was like, hey, it's two weeks to the deadline. And a week ago it was like, hey, it was a week to the deadline. And, you know, I think they were able to say, hey, listen, I'm not thinking about it. But the closer and closer you get, obviously they start thinking about it. And, you know, listen, the game Thursday night, they, you know, the team did not play well. And no. and that's probably a reflection of the fact that there's there's a lot of tension in that locker room. And there has to be. I mean, there can't not be. So um, it right. is what it is. Uh, I'm told that they're not going to be playing today against the Devils. Uh, so... You know, we'll see if that makes a difference, you know, with the guys that are actually on the ice. Uh, we'll see how, how they can do it. I mean, Devils are not, you know, one of the, the – Devils are a team that are below them in the standings, so they're not having a great year either. So we'll see if the Rangers can, you know, kind of lift their uh, their game a little bit and, and play a little bit better than they did Thursday. But, yeah, it's, it, it, the room's not good right now. And, you know, uh, we'll see – who gets dealt and when they get right. dealt and then what happens after that. And so how has, uh, how has David Quinn been handling the locker room with it in this, this, you know, tense kind of mood? Yeah. Again, same thing. Uh, like he's been, you know, up until this last couple of days, he was really treating it as though, you know, I don't have to, I'm not worrying about it. You know, it's, you know, on Thursday when he was asked about whether, you know, why are you not, you know, why are these guys in the lineup? You know, he was saying, listen, until I'm told otherwise, they're playing, you know, trying to be right. the best team out there. And and I think he really, 
he was trying to sort of like well, yeah, they, they talked about it. Certainly, it's not like they avoided the, the, the subject, but you know, trying to keep it professional and hey, let's let's focus on what we have to do today, that kind of thing. And and um, you know, again, everything. I think things took a turn for the worse on Thursday night. Uh, and right. uh, you know, he's feeling it too. He's feeling it too. I mean, it, 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 he's he you know at the morning skate yesterday, you could see him talking to Kevin Hayes. You know, but they're talking about the game. Like, you know, we want you to do this if you're in this particular situation, that, the other thing. Um, but now, you know, now now, now, everybody kind of, the reality is staring them in the face, and I think it's, it's getting to him as well. I mean, this is not right. something you have to deal with in college, you know. No, absolutely not. And, and I feel like for guys like uh, Matt Zuccarello and Kevin Hayes, who have been here for a while, uh, recognizing that Thursday night was, was probably the last time they'd play, at least for now, on, you know, MSG ice. Um, you have to think that it didn't help their moods how poorly they played the other night and the fact that, you know, the last time they play at the Garden is going to be a loss. Um, so I, I, it makes sense how, how you know, tense the room is. Um, it should be interesting to see how they come out against the Devils right now. Um, you know, I expect the team to, to play with their usual, I guess, uh, resilience or, or relentlessness. Um, but, you know, no no doubt that the hole on the ice is going to be visible with those guys sitting, you know, on the bench and not playing. Um, so in terms of this rebuild, now we're in, in, you know, close to the deadline. We're almost a year into this entire uh, process here. Uh, what is the next step for the Rangers after the deadline, uh, assuming that they probably package these guys away to, to other teams? Um, well, I mean, I, I think you bring up some young guys. If you start getting some of your prospects into the lineup, you saw they brought up Leah Sanderson. So I would expect that he, you know, he'll get to play um, and get some ice time at the top level. And, and then you see what other prospects they may have that are available to them that they could bring up, whether they could bring up, um, you know, Ryan Lindgren, who they've already brought up uh, mm-hmm. at some point this season to play three games. Uh, get another look at him, get him some experience at the top level. I mean, whether they bring up Libor Hayek, whether there are other prospects, like legit prospects that they have at Hartford. And I'm not sure that beyond those three, there are too many. I mean, a lot of their prospects are not available to them right now. So they've got a couple guys right. playing in Russia. They've got some guys playing in Sweden. Um, they've got guys, you know, they, they've got one, you know, guys playing in college or in junior. So I would, I would think, um, you know, from what they tell me, I don't think Keandre Miller, who's playing a freshman at Wisconsin, right. I don't think the plan is to, to sign him after this season. I think the plan is for him to go back to Wisconsin for another year. Okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't expect to see him unless you know they they reverse course on that. Um, Do you think that Vitaly Kraftoff uh... maybe? You know, I mean, is that? But I think their season isn't going to end in time for him to come over here and play for the Rangers in the regular season. I think their season right. ends in April. So I don't and they just think made the playoffs too. So Yeah. So and the, and the Rangers aren't going to make the playoffs. So you know, and neither is Hartford for that matter. So you know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know uh if any of their European prospects would would get here, but just just guys at Hartford that they may want to take a look at and uh you know, I think maybe you'll see as the season goes on, because there's no 23 man roster uh, limit after the, you know, after the trade deadline, once that's right. passed, you can have as many people as you want. You have four, four moves, I guess. So, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you can we, bring up kids. And we and we talk about these guys like Ryan Lindgren and, and Libra Hayek, who are, are you know grade A prospects for the organization. But then it brings about the conversation. You know, would you call up John Gilmore, who while he might not be as highly coveted of a prospect, he is having a great year in the AHL. Um, you know, if, if I were management, I would probably take a look at him too. What do you think? Well, I mean, you, you know, it, it depends on on who you're able to move, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say uh, we assume those three guys that we talked about are, are going, but what if they trade other people? What if they trade, say, Kevin Shattenkirk? And I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying that I've heard anything there, but you know what I mean? Like, then yeah, maybe. Why not? Um, right. You know, but but clearly they you know they have their eyes on on the the prospects that they've identified. But but yeah, I mean Gilmore was an all star in the AHL, and you know, but he was here at the end of last year, and I guess he didn't really didn't really stand out. Uh, right. Stand out in training camp. He was one of the early cuts. Uh, so they you know I don't know if they've made their minds up on him. Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, listen, I would bring him up and give him a shot. But, you know, again, I don't know what, you know, Jeff Gordon is thinking. Right. Okay, so last question I have for you here. Give me your thoughts on uh, David Quinn. You know, obviously it's been a bit of a roller coaster year. He's had a lot thrown at him. He's a first-time head coach. Uh, what is your assessment of how he's done? I think he's been wonderful. I think he's been a breath of fresh air for the organization. I, I, I love it. I love what he's done. Uh, I love the fact that he holds players accountable uh, for their play and for their actions. Because um, right. I think that's the that's the way you teach people. I think that's the, you know you want to develop young players, and you know some people have this mistaken uh, thought that you just develop players by just playing them. Well, no, that's not necessarily the way to develop. Players. You want to develop players to play the right way. You want to develop players to be able to do things that will help you win. You don't just throw guys out there and say, well, you know, just go play because you're young. And he has said many times, you know, you know, you can't, you know, you can't just play just because you're young. You have to play the right way. And I think he's, he's really kind of worked with these guys. And, you know, he's benched young guys. He's scratched Filipino two times, you know, he scratched Pavel Buchnevich three times. He's, you know, he scratched these yeah. guys. He scratched older guys, too, that, that weren't giving him what he needed them to give him. Um, and, I, and I think he's gotten the message across, and I think he's bringing the guys along the right way. I mean, if you're, if you're you know, if you, you know you, the thing is, you don't just want to have guys play. I mean, as a, a famous old football coach once said, you play to win the game. So you have to teach players how to play to win the game. You can't just throw them out there and say, go figure it out yourself. You kind of got to help them. And I think, I think he's done a great job with that. And, um, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite, you know, impressed with what he's done this year. And, and, and I, I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, how he continues to develop these guys, you know, in the next coming years. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. I, uh, I think a big difference we see with him is that, you know, when a young player is not playing well, or up to par, you know, he's not trying to punish them, but rather teach them. Um, and I think it's a big culture change there because they were used to, you know, if you do something wrong, you get punished rather than actually trying to grow your skills as young rookies, like uh, Heedle getting scratched a couple times. You know, he's not 
you could, uh, you know, I guess you could say maybe he's being punished, but it's more supposed to be a teaching thing. Um, and I think Quinn's done a great job holding them accountable and getting, as you said, getting that message across that, you know, you need to actually earn your ice time and, and learn how to play at this level. Um, so I, I completely agree with your assessment on Quinn there. Well, Colin, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you talking to me. Hey, anytime. You know, it's, uh, the pleasure's all mine. Let's, uh, you know, now we have to, now we sit and wait and see what happens, right? Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope we don't have to sit here, with, you know, holding our breath for too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jordan, thanks for having me on. It's, it's been a lot of fun, and you know, of course, we'll do it again sometime. Sure, sure. All right, that was Colin Stevenson. I'm Jordan Goldberg of Forever Blue Shirts, and the Rangers are about to play the Devils, and let's see what they can do. All right, bye-bye. Run into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off, but hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 215 to 216 excludes in-store clearance and baby. Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just $18 for adults, $12 for kids. With tees from just $7 for adults, $6 for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, but Raider Nation is worldwide. Hi, Silver and Black Maniacs. I'm Scott Goldbranson, host of Silver and Black Today, the first and only all-Raiders show from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. A-list guests like players and coaches and the best Raiders talk in the land. Subscribe and listen today if you just want to win, baby.